98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up to the claw on this Monday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Here on 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station, we are live. From the Auction Community Studios, my name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo. Bernsie, what's going on? Oh, oh what a freaking disaster that was. Oh, my God. What a disaster. Oh, what a disaster. <laughs> it's just, oh. There's nothing you can do. But oh. I mean, and I know this might not be the reaction you're looking for, but at some point, there's nothing to do but kind of laugh about it, right? Like, God, that was just awful. Oh, it was horrible. That doesn't mean we're not going to yell and rant and scream and get angry, because we will. But, man, after, like, two and a half quarters yesterday, I was just kind of numb to it. It was just sort of, all right. No, listen, I expected, them to get, I expected them to get slaughtered yesterday. So, um, But just watching it is different, right? I expect you to lose big. Yeah. We all thought that, they were, that Casey would win by two scores or more. Yes, we two did. Two touchdowns or more. I thought Kansas, we talked about could Kansas City put up 50. I knew this Cardinals were going to get spanked. But then you watch him get spanked. And it's like you almost feel sorry for him. It was a pathetic performance. It was, I mean, it was absolutely pathetic. It just happened so fast. I mean, it was like touchdown, it, touchdown, done. touchdown. It's done. It's done. It's done. First, stop first three drives, he had yeah. three touchdowns, and that's they, it, that's that was it. Uh, okay, yeah. God, thanks for coming. Good night, right. everybody. This team's not competing with them. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, only, if only we could do that for today's show. But no, we're here to talk about that game and what happened in the NFL. Let's weigh in on our top story of the day on the Burns and Yambo Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. And a snap at McSorley with three seconds left. Drops back to throw. Steps up. Being chased. Hit. Sacked. At the 45-yard line. A fitting end to this week one loss for the Cardinals. 44 to 21 Kansas City, and it felt a lot worse than that. The great Dave Pash with the call yesterday here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Stations. 44 to 21, the final score, and, and yeah. you alluded to it. Predictable. We we we, sure, knew, we knew they were going to be. This them. was going to yeah. be a yep. difficult day for them yesterday, uh-huh. and yet it doesn't make it any easier when you watch it, as you said earlier. No, listen, I don't think anybody at this radio station predicted the Cardinals to win that football game. Okay, um, they brought a knife to a gunfight. That players were all out. Kansas City was healthy. The Cardinals weren't. And then the Cardinals went out there and they got slaughtered. I mean, all this, hey, let's keep everybody healthy. Let's not play in the preseason. That didn't work. None of it worked. None, none of it worked. I don't, you know what I don't understand? Here's what I don't understand. How many times did they blitz Patrick Mahomes in that football game? 54% of the time. Right. Do you know who, like, the best quarterback in the NFL is against the blitz? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, maybe Cliff needs a homework clause. <laughs> God! Like, maybe they gave the wrong guy the homework clause. Hey, I got this great idea. Guys, I got this great idea. Yeah, Listen, we should blitz Patrick Mahomes, like, almost every time he has the ball. Yeah, but, like, you know... Um, he's kind of good against He's kind of the best in the league. Sort of really good against the blitz. You yeah, sure? you know, he had the lowest... Usually guys drop eight in coverage because he's so good. <laughs> you can't get to him in any way, and that's why he has the lowest blitz rate among quarterbacks since 2018. I know. No, I got a better idea. Let's blitz him the entire game. Let's go after him. 
God, how stupid was that? I know. Like, I mean, honestly, how I, dumb was that? Uh, honestly, Cliff, homework clause in your next contract, buddy. I saw that. God. I saw that graphic on Twitter, and I thought, well, of course, of course, that's what you're going to happen when you blitz him 54. percent People were like, they blitzed him 54 percent of the time. What were they thinking? What yeah, what were they right. thinking? What, what were they, they thinking? thinking doing that? And, and and then okay, you're there, and I'm sure you had the same experience watching the game. You're there, and you talk about bringing a knife to a gunfight. You look defensively across the landscape. Who? they were asking to stop Patrick Mahomes and there's part of me that says, I don't blame them for trying to blitz. I don't blame them for sending Buda Baker every other down. You've got to have eight guys in coverage. They, you can't. You I seven know, but, eight guys. You can't blitz but, him. But they had, they had nobody out there defensively yesterday. They had nobody, nobody. that could get to him blitzing. They didn't sack him once. I'm not trying to justify it. I, I, I know it sounds like I am. I'm not because I wouldn't have done that either. I, I sent you the email with the graphic and it was, why, 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 why are you blitzing him 54% of the time? He's just going to torture you if you do. But you look at those guys who didn't play yesterday, and it was just like, well, what? Yeah, nothing to do. You sit back, he's going to kill you against a defense that features Marco Wilson, who actually didn't play that bad. Byron Murphy, who was sick before the game, no, but he was one of those guys played that they bad. They were but fine, but so many other guys played worse, so it didn't look so bad on those guys. No. But at one point, at one point, it was 141 yards to two. Kansas City. 141 yards to two, late first quarter. Yes. You're like, oh, uh-huh. my God. Couldn't cover Travis Kelsey. We'll get into that. I mean, Max Garcia's getting some snaps. He didn't start. Harlow did, but he, well, he was, God, he was terrible. Oh, he's just, you know, it was, it, it was a, it was a pathetic performance. They, you know, to be honest with you, they looked unprepared. They looked like, I mean, you had all this time to get ready for Kansas City. They looked ill prepared to play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes did whatever he wanted to do, whenever he wanted to do it, however he wanted to do it. I mean, it was just like, you can't stop us. So, you know, so I I've, I thought they looked very unprepared to play that football yeah, game. Yeah, and maybe, look, maybe, look, I'm just suggesting this, maybe they had the same sense that we did. Man, we're bringing a knife to a gunfight on Sunday. Look, yeah. at the, look at the guys we're missing. Look at what we're doing on our offense. We're starting our third string left guard. All right, look at our wide receiver position. Look at our cornerback situation. Look at the guys we're playing in this game. Look at who we're going up against. We're not going to win this game. I mean, you try, you play, you go out there and, and you you try to give it all you've got. But at some point, you kind of look. I, that that pregame inactive list came out. I'm like, oh god, yeah. You know, when the Rondale Moore injury came out on Friday, you don't think they had a somewhat similar reaction to a week's worth of practice where they're like, they know in the back of their head, okay, that guy's not playing. And that guy's not going to play. And that guy's not going to play. And that guy's not going to play. You don't think in the back of their mind they start wondering, man, do we even have a shot at beating this We're game? We're going to grab a guy off somebody else's practice squad that's actually going to play in this game. Like two days before the game. Yeah. Hey, fly in here. Suit up. You're playing. Max Garcia had to play a little bit. Not yeah. a lot, but he played a little bit. Cliff Kingsbury after the game. They, they beat us in every way. There's no denying it, no hiding from it. Um, we didn't execute in any phase, and, and they played at a high level. I thought Pat was phenomenal, as he usually is, and then defensively, um, they stymied us, and we didn't get in a rhythm, and um, just uh, impressive win by them, and, and uh, we got to get a lot better in a hurry. You mentioned the preseason thing. Uh, I want to play this cut from you. This is last night, Cliff Kingsbury after the game in the media room on if he has any second thoughts about how he he would handle the preseason and the fact that his guys got very little time. No, I mean, last year we played one series, I think, or two series in one preseason game um, with the starters, so it wasn't um, anything to do with that. Uh, just, like I said, didn't, didn't play well. Well, I, I'm glad that Kansas City was missing Tyreek Hill in that game, you know? <laughs> he went to Miami. Jeez, like, 
I do, does it, do you reevaluate the preseason plan? Yeah, of course Kingsbury? I do. Like, of course I do. They you came out do, there, does they, he? Do you yeah. think he does? Do you think he, you know, maybe on second thought I should play my guys in the preseason a little I bit? I don't know. So much of the emphasis was on the second half of the season and trying to keep guys. Why did they fall apart in the second half of the season? And they may have come to the conclusion that our guys got beat up, our guys got burnt out, we're going to rest everybody in the preseason so we're better in the second half. Well, the second half may not mean anything. If you start off 0-3 and the next thing you know you're 2-6, and right. then nobody cares about the second half. I think they put so much emphasis on how do we play better in the second half that it's almost like they forgot that they still have to play a first half of football. Like honestly, yeah, no, I, I know, I, I know. I, look, there are plenty of teams around the NFL who don't play their guys in the preseason. I'm thinking for whatever reason of the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers got humiliated yesterday. Not like the Cardinals got humiliated. They lost badly yesterday to the Minnesota Vikings. They didn't play any of their guys in the preseason. Last year, they didn't play any of their guys in the preseason. They they scored three points last year in week one. And that team ended up having one of the best records in the National Football League. It's different for everybody. I don't know what Cliff does with that information. It might not have made a hill of beans worth of difference if the injuries had piled up the way they had, but I gotta wonder that maybe he thinks about playing Kyler a little more in the preseason or nothing else. Play your defensive guys a little bit more in the preseason. I lost track. We'll talk more about the defense in a minute. I lost track, Gambo, of the number of times I saw Isaiah Simmons number nine jersey, the back of it, chasing a guy, running towards a guy that he was supposed to Mainly be covering after Kelsey. he had caught the ball. I mean, it happened four times, five times, maybe more times. Do you play them? More in the preseason to get them kind of used to. I don't know. I, I I think the reason they didn't play anybody in the preseason is because everybody was on Cliff for what happens in the second half with these collapses. Maybe okay. Maybe we'll take it easy for a month and maybe we'll save the guys and they'll be a little bit fresher at the end of the season. Well, now the end of the season may not even matter if you come out of the gates and you can't win any football but games. They got the Raiders and then the Rams coming up. If here. we're being honest about it, and they had played their guys in a normal preseason, if they go in that game against Kansas City with the injury list that they do. It doesn't matter whether they played their guys in the preseason. They were still going to get worked like that. Mm. They were still that that. But the gap, right? Did we know? Like what we found out yesterday, the gap between the Arizona Cardinals and like the best couple teams in this league is gigantic. There's yeah. a big gap. Yeah. The Rams last year, final game of the season, big gap. The Kansas City Chiefs first game is big. There's a big gap between where they are and where they want to be. Okay, where the Cardinals are. And where they're going to end up, like, or, or where they want, like, there's a big gap between the top teams in this league and the Arizona Cardinals. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, when a guy throws four touchdowns and doesn't get sacked, you have to talk about the defense because the defense was really, really, really bad. That's next on the Burns and Gambo show. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Mahomes waiting. Shotgun snap. Three-step drop. Mahomes fires right side. Caught Edwards Alaire. And he walks in for the touchdown. The Cardinals made a big mistake. Nobody covered the back. Edwards Alaire. An easy six for the Chiefs. 
An easy six for the Chiefs. Keep saying that all day long. Every time they got the ball, here comes an easy six for the Chiefs. All day long, Dave. Here comes an easy chick six for the Chiefs. All day. Touchdown. Dave, touchdown. Day. You get a touchdown. And that defense was 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 trash yesterday. It was. It was. It was. Just, it was, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Yeah. And and the the big picture. Well, you know what? I'll get to the big picture concern in a minute. Let's okay. talk about the the here and the now, and then I'll look okay. at it from thirty thousand right. feet. In the here and the now, Patrick Mahomes had a brilliant performance yesterday against the defense that he frankly should have had a brilliant performance against. He was 30-39, 360 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, quarterback rating of 144. He was the quarterback for eight drives yesterday for the Chiefs. Eight. Okay. They scored touchdowns on six of them. Did you see how many first downs they had in the game? Yeah, they had 33 first downs. On only like 66 plays run. Did they ever have a third down? So basically, (laughs) every other play and they got a first, they got down, a first down. down. Oh, it was it was it was it was humiliating to be a, a, a you know a Cardinal fan or a Cardinal defender yesterday. Just humiliating. They got torched. I mean, they blitzed how many times? And they had no sacks. Fifty four percent of the time, they didn't, they didn't get one get a sack. sack. They didn't get one sack. Hey, we're gonna blitz. You know, we talked all. Listen, all of the concerns we had were justified, right? Concerns with cornerback justified. Concerns with the ability to cover the tight end justified. Concerns with no pass rate justified. Okay, just give me a stamp that says justified. Bang, bang, bang. Everything that we talked about for three months, for three months that we talked about. Nobody shied away from this. Nobody tried to sugarcoat it. No. There was concerns with the pass rush. There was concerns with the cornerbacks. And now you got concerns with the linebackers because they weren't any good either. No, they weren't. So everything that we had a concern about was, there it is. There it is right there in front of you. Were you concerned about the pass rush? Yes. Okay, there's proof that we were right. There was no pass rush. None. They had no interceptions. They couldn't pick him off. They couldn't sack him. I think they hit him a couple of times with that, but like barely, you know? I mean, barely. It was an atrocious performance by the defense. Now, look, it's a great offense. He's a great quarterback. He does this to everybody in week one. Okay, that's true. He does it to everybody. He's great in week one. But still, like still, that's your team that just got trashed out there. You can't feel good about it. Yeah, no, to the point where it justified everything that we thought about this Cardinals defense. Yeah, you're right. They're not going to play Patrick Mahomes every week. And yeah, Patrick Mahomes does this to a lot of teams in week one. You're absolutely right. But all offseason long, you know this. We were having these conversations for four hours every day. People who listen to our show know that we were talking about this for every day. Man, they haven't done enough with the cornerback position. They haven't. They need to do more. They haven't done enough with the pass rush. They need Three to months. do more. Three months. They're putting so much stock into Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. God, mm-hmm. I hope they're right. I hope those guys are ready. I hope those guys... J.J. Watt, man, he needs to have a big pass rush. He wasn't even available. These are all the... How many times did we talk about over the last three months? Man, I think the Cardinals could be a playoff team, but I don't know if that defense is going to let them. I don't know if that defense is going to be good enough for them to be a playoff team. And now, forget the idea of the play You're just wondering if that defense, if that defense is going to be good enough that Kyler doesn't feel like he has to score 30 every single game for them to win. Because that, to me, is the really big picture problem here now, is that the Cardinals offense might feel like the only way we're going to win on any given Sunday is if we go out there and score 30. Because that defense, they're just not built to really stop anybody right no. now. They're not that good. And and that that is my really like big why that score everybody. Yeah. That's you got to get in a shootout. Two concerns. Yeah. One, you got to get in a shootout and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But number two, for the most part, 
this is kind of your defense, right? I know you were without Trayvon Mullen, and I know you're out with Antonio Hamilton. And no disrespect to those guys, but they're not pro bowlers. <laughs> you know, they're not like all pro players yeah. that you're going to get back. J.J. Watt is... But how much are we going to be able to count on J.J. J.J. Watt is J.J. Watt is what? What is J.J. Watt? J.J. is, when healthy, a very good player. When healthy, he's a very, Great. very good and player. And how many games is this well, that he's missed I, since he's been here? That's just what I said. That's just what I said. You can't, you've got and to, even when he played last year, he had one sack. Like, I mean, listen, I mean, I, I hope he does well. I know I'm not rooting against the guy. But so far, this looks like, looks like a complete waste of $31 million. I don't disagree with that. I mean, how can I? I mean, I can't. $31 million so, is just gone. And that's my point, this idea. And this is my real concern with the defense is that at least on the offense, you can say, okay, this guy will come back and that guy will come back and this guy will be there and that guy will be there. Defensively, what, we're counting on Trayvon Mullen to save our souls? You know, we're, we're, Think we're, about that. We're counting on Antonio Hamilton to right. save our souls? Think about who you're counting and, on. And, and we might have a slightly different opinion about J.J. Watt. I think when he's healthy, he's very, very good. But even I would admit, can you count on him? For this season, can you count no. on that out of J.J. Watt? And so, where's the Calvary? Where's the help? Where's the, okay, here we come to save the day defense. I, where are those guys? No. Because defensively, I don't think they're there. Listen, when they hold a team to a field goal, we should be celebrating. When they hold a team to a field goal. that Those opening drives, 11 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. 7 plays, 88 yards, touchdown. Third possession, 11 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. I mean, that defense is going to be... Time of possession was like... They were on the field for like 10 minutes more than the Cardinals were. And we said... Remember I said this the other day? Man, I almost rather have them go three plays and score than 11 plays in 75. And what did they do? 11 plays, 7 plays, 11 plays. Like, oh, okay. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, remember I said this to you? I'm on, I I'd almost yeah. rather have them have one of those quick strike drives so that way you're not on the field for six minutes at a pop. And uh, and actually had one of those in the second half that had a four-play 75-yard drive. Drive. That was after a punt. They had a 35-yard pass to, to Kelsey in which Vigil got beat. And then a 30-yard pass to that Sky Moore. And the next thing you know, they're in the end zone. Four plays, 75 yards. I'm like, okay, that's a little better. At least the defense is not on the field for six minutes. But you mentioned it, and, and I think it's worth mentioning. What I don't know is, okay, the, the Cardinals defense was awful yesterday. There's no getting around that. They were terrible. They were unwatchably bad yesterday. How much of a function of that was them, and how much much of a function of that was the fact they're playing Patrick Mahomes, and that and that that's that's Mahomes, and that's Andy Reid, and that's a team that's literally had a month to prepare for you. That that that's and that's what you, as you said at the beginning of the segment, that's what Patrick Mahomes does to teams in Week One. He's made a career out okay, of doing right, that to right. team in Week One. I could answer that. I okay. think I could answer that. The Kansas City Chiefs have one of the top five offenses in the NFL, and it's going to stay that way, right? Yep. And the Arizona Cardinals probably have one of the top, bottom five defenses in the NFL. It's probably going to stay that. Looks like it from here. Yeah. Like if so, if you're saying how much of it is, yeah, Kansas City's offense is that good, but yes, Arizona's defense is that bad. So to me, it's not like oh, once you play somebody else, it's going to get better. I don't know that it's going to. Yeah, they're going to give up a lot of points this year. They're not going to have. They will be in the bottom third of defenses. They'll be in. The, they'll be one of the ten worst defensive teams in the league yep. this year. And I think that's the right answer. Both of those things can be true. They both can be true. Patrick Mahomes is great. Patrick Mahomes is going to do that to a lot of defenses. Yes. Does that excuse the Cardinals' defense? No. Does that give them a pass? No. Does that mean that everything's going to be okay when you're not playing Patrick Mahomes? No. It means, and I tell you what, because help's not coming over that hill, because Adrian Wilson isn't walking through that door, and Aeneas Williams isn't walking through that door, I tell you what, Isaiah Simmons better get better in a hurry. 
Zayvon Collins better get better in a hurry. Those guys that you are counting on to be good defensive players. Oh, they played a lot. They, Those guys played they a They sure lot. did. And they better get better in a hurry. Because that, 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 we get to the end of the season. I know it's just one game. Well, we get to the end of the season and we're still kind of floundering for answers about Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine the tone of that conversation? I was waiting for Isaiah Simmons to come to the sideline and said, put Petey in. I can't cover this guy. <laughs> I can't cover him. Put Petey in. I can coach. You want him to take your spot? You go tell him. And just go up to somebody and say, I can't cover this Travis Kelsey. You, yeah. you, did Carlos somebody named Petey? Petey could have came in because Isaiah Simmons couldn't cover well, Travis they Kelsey. they did a couple of years ago. His name was Patrick Peterson. Yeah. He just got... Right. Burned yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, he dropped the ball. The Packers receiver dropped the ball. But Coach, like, I can't cover this guy. <laughs> when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it's a bad start to the season, no doubt. But there's another way that you can look at this loss if you're a Cardinals fan. A continuation of last year as well. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show. The Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Eric Ruby's with us on this Monday afternoon with our Twitter poll question of the day. <laughs> we're having fun, Burns. We're trying. We're, we're, we're speak for yourself. No, actually, it's fun. We're we're. It, it, do the Cardinals win more than five games? That's yes or no? We're going to get you all positive. We're going to hit you with the one negative. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that with a bull question. <laughs> we're not hitting you with the one positive. This is sad. Uh, thank you, Adam Shine. We appreciate that. Uh, Eric, you've you've got the con. What? Uh, yeah. What is our poll question today? Let's uh, take a negative look at yesterday because a lot of people across the valley are feeling that way. What so- the hell have we been doing for the last thirty three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a, like um, you said, feeder of the mind, Burns. It's, it's feeder of the mind. We've been sitting here blowing smoke for the last There's 33 like minutes. one positive. Greg Dortch, we haven't even brought him up yet. Yeah. Okay, I, I, there is a positive. I haven't even brought it up yeah, yet. We've, we've been pretty negative so far, but I'm sorry. I'm stepping on your toes. What do, what do you have for us today? What infuriates the people the most about their 44-21 lost yesterday? You got four options. Option number one is their effort. Week one at home. Option number two is their offensive and defensive line collapse. Option number three is their coaching slash preparation. And option number four is that everyone, including you two, saw this coming. I think it's four. That we, the fact that we saw it coming. Yeah, I, I like get a lot of time to prepare for this. It, it's, I mean, if there was a specific one about just the defense and how bad the defense was yesterday, I'd probably go with that. But because there isn't. I saw this coming. I mean, it, but to see something coming, I mean, to to see the train coming at you from the tracks, yeah, and yet to stand there on the tracks and get hit by it are two entirely different things. Man, that's getting really close. We, we, yeah. you know, man, you know what? That train's just about to hit me. Maybe I should stand here a little longer and see if it could. No, I'm just going to sit I here. I think and I'll let get it, the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll get it. It's, I'm going to get out of Dodge. It was so tough to watch yesterday. So I'm with Gamble. I'll vote for option four. Yeah, unfortunately, we only had four options to put in this poll but running away with it, a blowout like we haven't seen in a 24 hours. 51.1% say everybody saw this coming in second place. 22.6% say coaching and preparation and a tie for last at 13% is the overall effort and the D and O-line collapsing. 
Yeah, the D and the O line did collapse. Kyler Murray was was under pressure the first half of that game. All right, that's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find it. Eric puts it together uh, every single day, and we appreciate that. All right, so the, let's let's look at the last two games. The Arizona Cardinals have played, and then we'll slowly build this out even further. Okay, the last two times we've seen the Arizona Cardinals in action, they lost to the Rams thirty-four to eleven. They yeah. lost to the Chiefs forty-four twenty-one. Uh, inspired by one of your tweets yesterday, yes. went back and just looked at the last two games. They're seven, they've been outscored seventy-eight to thirty-two. The last two times they've been on a and football I field. Said, and when when I put it up, it was like seventy-one to like eighteen, seventy-one eighteen. Like yeah. I'm like watching this game and I went back and I looked at the Rams game. I just went back. What was the score of the Rams game? I looked at it. I'm like, they've been outscored 71-18 in the last two games and there's still time left in the fourth quarter. Now they tacked on two meaningless touchdowns. Two meaningless touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But I think it goes further than that. I think there's a trend here and that's that's kind of what I want to hit on. It's It's not just the Rams game. It's not just the, the Rams game in this game. Okay, Rams won the Super Bowl last year. Kansas City's a favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. So you got blown out by a couple of those teams. Look, Seattle put up 38 on them. The Lions put up 30 on them. The Rams put up 30 on them. Like, they... In the, the last seven games have really been an absolute disaster. And they only won once, right? Lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Rams, lost to Seattle. The Lions game, the Rams game, like they, they, they failed against the Colts. They didn't, you know, I didn't give up as many points to the Colts in Dallas, but still, like, they haven't played well. It's been a really bad seven game stretch of football. If looking at their last seven games, yeah, the only team they beat was the Dallas Cowboys, 25 22, which at the time was thought to be, okay, maybe they've kind of fixed their stuff sort of a moment, but take that one out. And yeah, it's been, it's, I'll, I'll go, I'll take your idea and I'll stretch it out okay. even a little bit further. The last time this football team won a game at home. Oh, it's sometime in October. It was October 24th against the Houston Texans. Campbell, we're. It's almost a calendar year. It's almost a calendar year since they've won a game at home. How many home home games did they lose after that? Do you know the number? Yeah. Uh, You may not. But how many home games after the the, the last win? Two. Is it five? Three, four, five. And yesterday was six. Six. So they've lost six straight games at home. Six straight at home. Oh my God! Six straight at home. I mean, we're working on. Yeah. By the way, like, oh my, how many Kansas City fans were there yesterday? Come on. So, like, so come on. They do, if you, I don't know if they showed this on TV or not, but if you were in the building, they do this thing where the national anthem singer comes out, does a really nice job, right? And um, and the home of the and at that at that crescendo moment, all Chiefs. the Chiefs fans yell, "The home of the Chiefs!" Yeah. And it was so loud. And the, the, yeah, like the Yankee fans do that wherever they go and they'll take me out to the ball game, root, 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 root for, for the, the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, right. Instead right. of the home team. Yeah. It was so, it it was was just so many Chiefs fans. And when you get down by so much, you're, you know, the Cardinal fans aren't saying anything because they're humiliated, you know. And uh, and the Chiefs fans are loud as can be. I mean, you, they were they were loud yesterday. So what's our and and I was just one last note on that. Yeah, it was impossible to see them because the shades of red are so similar. Like yeah. it just looked like the full house of Cardinal fans sitting there in the press it box. It wasn't. I, oh no, it was it was not. There were a lot of Chiefs fans there. So what does it mean? What, Five what is, times they've given up thirty or more points. I mean, that the, the the trend is that this defense can't stop anybody. This isn't just the Rams scored thirty on them and the Chiefs scored thirty on them. This is going back, and Seattle scored 30 on them, and the Lions scored 30 on them, and the Rams again scored 30 on them. It's like the trend is that this team can't stop anybody. 
So that's the trend is that you this team's played a lot of bad football from the end of that season. Now, we, we focused so much on the end of the year last year because it's been collapses year after year after year. But they got off to a great start last year. They're not going to get off to the same start this year. They've already lost to Kansas City. But you know, more emphasis on this. The next two games are games that they could lose. They could lose next week and the week after. Sure. You know, all of a sudden you're 0-3 and you dig yourself a gigantic hole. Um Focusing so much on how do we not collapse in the second half of the season, I wonder if there wasn't any as much emphasis on the first half. Now we knew the schedule was brutal, and at some point the schedule is going to let up. It's probably not as bad as we think it is, you know. No, and it's bad right it, now, it, but it's probably not as bad as we think it is. It's it's bad, but and and I swear this is not meant to defend them or to stand up for them. But man, week one can be tricky in the NFL, right? And, and probably tomorrow we're going to spend more time kind of looking around what happened in the. Nobody league. lost by more points than the Cardinals. I know, I, I understand Nobody. that. But they're the teams that we thought were going to be elite in the NFC. The Packers were humiliated yesterday. 49ers. The, the 49ers were humiliated. Well, they didn't humiliate it, but they lost. You the lose Cowboys. To the Bears, you should be humiliated. Okay, yeah, fair. You, you know what? That's a fair the retort. Bears are terrible. I'll give you that. That's a fair that's retort. Hum- that's humiliating. Even before the Dak injury, the Cowboys were getting absolutely embarrassed by the Bucs. They scored three points in that game, even before Dak left. So basically, the NFC's quote unquote quote the Rams they the got NFC humiliated stinks. on Thursday it, it did the it, NFC stinks that's so, why you could get in at 8 and 9 you could probably get in the playoffs this year and just look a year ago this time one year ago when the Cardinals beat the Titans we thought oh man here we go good team week one can right. trick you a little bit right week one can well, who did the Titans play yesterday the Giants and at home, and they lost. Two-point conversion, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, nice guts by Brian Daniel. Nice guts. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Very, very impressive by that. But but that's that's my point, is that is that the one like lone thing I might say in defense of the Cardinals is that week this time a year ago, week one kind of fooled us. We looked at the Cardinals and went, oh, man, that's, that's a great-looking team. That's a big-time team they beat on the road. Well, Tennessee ended up being really good, and the Cardinals fell apart at the end. So take your week one. Overreactions with a little bit of a grain of salt. It's not as bad as it appears, but the fear is that it's still pretty bad. There were eight games yesterday determined by nine points or less. Eight games. And the Cardinals did not play in one of them. No. There was eight games. There were some games that were, you know, 15 points or so, but nobody lost by a bigger margin than, yep. than the Cardinals did. Nobody. But, but, you the but you understand the point I'm trying to make oh, about week one. completely it, overreact. Yeah, but you just got to keep everything in check a little bit. But this isn't, this isn't Major League Baseball with 162 games. This isn't the NBA with 82 games. This is the, the NFL. There's only 17 of these bad boys. So I know we say don't overreact, don't overreact, but you react much greater to one NFL game than you do to one well, game in the NBA or Major League Baseball. And to your point, when it's as bad as it was yesterday, how can you not overreact to that? How can you not react to that, right? Like, forget overreact. Let's just react. When you get your teeth kicked in as badly as they did, what are you supposed to do? Say, ah, oh, it didn't matter. It's just week one. Everything will be fine. That's irresponsible. You can't do that. You can't say, ah, oh, it'll be okay. It's fine. It's just week one. Week one, crazy stuff happens in the NFL. No. You got humiliated yesterday, embarrassed in your building, in your in your stadium. You got to react to it without the fear of being labeled an overreactor. I think if they would have lost in a close game, I think we could have came in here with a lot of positives. Sure. 
but they didn't. Nope. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You're never going to miss any of the shows. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. We need to change the mojo here on the Burns and Gambo Show. So there was a bright spot from yesterday, and it didn't have anything to do with the Cardinals. And we'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. And the pitch. Swing and a miss on a ball in the dirt. He struck him out. And Zach Gallen, the franchise all-time leader in consecutive scoreless innings, 42 and a third, one more than Brandon Webb. He collects two strikeouts in the bottom of the first. Don't apologize for one second, saying we need to change the oh. mojo from the first three segments of the show and talk about some good news. Zach Gallen. That was that was, that was great. Congratulations. I, I was watching the game. I'm tweeting about it. It goes, football's on. Like, I don't care. I'm watching Zach. I'll watch football once I once this is over. I was going to watch Zach Gallen until. Until that streak wasn't over, uh, until that streak ended, and uh, when he got the record, first inning, second inning, third inning, like, oh man, just keep it going, keep it going. How much further can he? And then back to back to back base hits. He gave up a leadoff single, and then another single, and then CJ Crone's up. You're like, okay, I'm thinking at that point, I'm like, he needs a double play, and then he puts a line drive into right field, run score, streak over. But it was a remarkable, remarkable streak, one that I think we'll always remember. I think it vaulted him into Cy Young kid. Intention. I think it put him on the map nationally with a lot of people that weren't very familiar with him. It was that great of a streak. It was, and I, I think it probably did more of the latter than the former. I, I, I don't know. We've had a lot of Cy Young Award conversations with him. I, I just don't get the sense that he really is as much as he should be, as much as we can argue he should be. I don't get the sense that he's a real candidate for it. But I do think it has vaulted him into the conversation nationally. I think people are paying attention to Zach Gallon and what he's done and talking about him and recognizing kind of that streak and where it belongs. It's funny because Nick Bacoro of AZ Central, and I'm sure you noticed the same thing, kind of pointed out how the way that streak ended is kind of indicative of how difficult it is to have a streak like that in the first place. Think about how it ended. The first single beat the shift, right? So yes. it's kind of not fluky, but a little fluky because they got a shift on and they beat it. The second one was kind of a bloop, if I remember right. And then the line... The third tr- one was... Yeah, was more definitive, but it's something simple like that. A bloop and a blast and something like that is over, yeah, right? Yeah, he was so good. You're almost thinking with two outs, he's going to get out of this. He'll get a double play on C.J. Crone or he'll strike. I think he struck. Did he strike out? C.J. Crone for the record. I think that's what it was. Yes, it was C.J. Crone. C.J. Crone, yeah. Who struck out. And they, I was watching, and I took a picture of it at the time, and I put it up on my Twitter page. And then the catcher had to tag him out because the ball was in the dirt. And that was the one that kind of broke the record. And at that point, it's okay. And then he's, you know, keep that ball. Keep that ball. Got to keep that ball. It's a big ball. There were a couple things about the streak that I thought, that I thought were really impressive. Number one, opponents were 16 for 140 against him during that streak. That's a seven-game streak. There were only six. 16 hits against them. He struck out 52 and only walked eight during that streak. That's real impressive. I know you're, uh, you know, on base plus slugging was only 291 against him. This was seven starts 
Seven starts. I'm down with OPS. You're down with OPS. Or OPS against in this case. I'm down with that too. Yeah, OPS against. Um, was only 291, but man, 16 hits out of 140 at bats. And they won six of the seven games that he pitched in. And it was just, it was an incredible, incredible streak. Right afterwards, they, they went to Brandon Webb, who was at Chase Field, and they, and he congratulated Zach Allen and he said his kids will cry in or something like that. Cause I, I was watching, man. I was watching. I want to, that's history. I wanted to be a part of that and watch that. Yeah. After the game, um, Zach Allen even said of, um, of, of Webb, quote, I probably wouldn't have taken it as well as he did, you know, encouraging someone to break my record. It's just awesome to be able to be mentioned in the same conversation as a legend of the franchise, close quote. Cause we joked last week, if you're Brandon Webb, if I'm Brandon Webb, I'm not in a hot rush to see my record get broken. No. I'm probably secretly no. in the back of my mind rooting for him to fail so my record is able to stand. Um, but it, it does. It's just how you think about how easy and how random it is to give up a run almost accidentally. And the last time he had given up a run was August 2nd. Yeah, you, and, and you think about how hard that streak is, right? I mean, it, it a bloop and a blast, and it's over, and that's it. It's done, and yet mm-hmm. he was able to go as long as he did. Cleveland, August 2nd. The was last, last time he had given and up he a wasn't run even in the this. game. He wasn't even in the game when he gave up that run. It was charged to him because he had departed. I didn't even remember that. Good for you. I didn't even remember. He wasn't even in the game at that moment. It's the seventh longest streak in Major League history. Of course, Oral Hershiser has the most at 59. Oral Hershiser. Yeah. What did I say? No, I I just always pronounce that name really weird. But Oral Hershiser. Earl? Earl Hershiser. Wait, or, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just let me clear my head. My, let me clear my mind for a second. Oral Hershiser. You said it fine. Does that sound fine? Okay. Did he say it funny? I think Ash. As long to, as he doesn't say Earl, I think Ash used to make fun of me if he used to say that name. Earl's probably going to be here this weekend too with the Dodgers in town. Oh, that's right. Dodgers are coming to town. You might be listening to the show right now. Oral, how is Gambo saying your name? Say it again. Oral Hershiser. That's fine. Out of all the names that that you pronounce weird, that's normal. All right, good. Amen to that. How about that? Eric, with the take of the day, of all all the words that you butcher on this show, that's not so bad. That's fine. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. All right. If we get him on the show, I'll introduce him. Now, if you're going to have a Dr. Pepper in Iowa, then we've got a conversation (laughs) to have. But Oral Hershiser was fine. Yeah, I think there was at at times. uh, The things that, that we had. What are we? What are we playing there? Is that me? Is that who is that? Who's who's playing that? Oral Hershiser playing that. <laughs> Oral, Oral Hershiser is playing sound oh, in our man. system. The Dodgers are in town tonight. The Diamondbacks, by the way, with that win, they ended a four-game losing streak that saw them drop two or three to the Colorado Rockies uh, over the weekend. Um, beyond what happened with Zach Allen yesterday, gotta give it up for Jake McCarthy. Four hits yesterday. Love him. Uh, Love him. Three, four for six, three RBI. Stone Garrett. The Stone Garrett had another big day, which, you know, there's a conversation about whether he needs to get more playing time. Oh, I agree. There's a, con- agree. There's a conversation to be had about why Stone Garrett isn't. I, I get it. Their young outfield is. And I get just it. Just DH him a lot. Just D- give him more DH opportunities. I understand he's the only right-handed hitting option out of them, so it kind of puts him in a little bit of a box. I feel like you got to play him a little bit I, more. He seems to deliver just about every single time he's man, out there. I, I like him. He, I mean, he guy's batting 405 with three home runs and limited bats. Yeah. I mean, he's had 
37 at bats in the major leagues. He's got seven RBIs, three home runs. He's batting 405. It's a limited amount of time. He's only played in 11 games. I like what I've seen out of him. I think he could easily be their fifth outfielder and one of their top designated hitters going into next year. D-backs Dodgers tonight. We'll preview that game a little bit later on in the show, the closer we get to first pitch. But when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the plays and the moments that shaped yesterday's disaster at State Farm Stadium. Big Red Reacts is next on the Burns and Gambo show.